Hi, everyone. Oops. Hi, everyone. Babes? 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 Babe? We're back. It's Lara and Jocelyn Fee. Jocelyn Jane Free. Free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having some identity shifts that we're working through. Yeah, we are all kind of going through shifts right now. Major. Major shifts. I guess I should maybe get this out of the way up top <laughs> and we can chat about it. <laughs> what it means. Start strong. Okay, so I've been going through a bit of like a deep think about my future and podcasting and writing and career And I've come to the realization that I need to take a break from babe for a little while. Babe! (laughs) Which is a true babe. (laughs) But I have to be honest about my truth. So this is going to be the last episode of Babe for the foreseeable future. I'm putting the pod on hiatus as I kind of restructure, figure out what I want to do next. Sexy Unique podcast will continue. So I urge a lot of you to that don't aren't into Bravo or are into me to just go over there. And you have a lot of good content. But I'm willing to watch you talk about TV. I've spoken with a lot of readers that they don't watch any of the shows that I watch, but they still tune in every week and they get something out of it. So (laughs) I appreciate that. And I think that that speaks to the quality of that podcast. So I think that that could be an outlet for my babe readers. I have not come to this decision lightly. I've been, it's been percolating for a little while. How long? I'd say since late last year, since I went on a road trip, when I went up to Cascade, (gasps) Mm-hmm. to go my old boarding school to kind of go check it out and see what was up there our old boarding school. our old boarding school <laughs> yes my bad sorry I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> um and it just got me thinking like i've been working on i've been working on my book proposal now i mean for forever but truly like i signed with a book agent in June of last year. So it's almost been a year that I've been with this agent. I haven't had, I don't think the time really and like emotional space and like energy that I need to be carved out to really focus on this book, which is something that I really want to do and I really care about and is a big step for me. And it's part of your completion. Yeah. It's a big, it's just like the next part of my human evolution, which is also really tied up in my career and that's something I've chosen obviously and love but it's hard because it's like I think I really realize that something in my podcasting oeuvre has got to give in order to give me the space to focus on writing and this podcast is the one on the chopping block it's a graduation. It's, it's a, a graduation. graduation. It's not an ending. It's a transformation. Wow. Do you like that? <laughs> oh, working it. Working the angles from chopping block to transformation. It's a transformation. And I'm really nervous about saying this on this 
Because I just want... You're breaking up with all of us is what you're trying to tell us. I'm just taking (laughs) some space to focus on, to shift focus. I think it's been a real ride. It's been a roller coaster of this podcast specifically. I think it's been through a lot of evolutions and changes. And this is part of the next step. And it's not over per se but i just don't know like what it is gonna be so i just babe. need to take a step back it's a babe <laughs> but it is like a more focused babe with an exclamation point babe we have to we have to graduate parts of ourselves. as a self-care coach i think you're making the right choice for you which all if your readers truly love you aka listeners truly love you then they want you to go too. they support they want you to be your f- most fully realized babe. Yeah. And so that is part of the journey to me doing that. Mm, well, I support you. And my codependent Al-Anon side is like tensed up. I'm nervous <laughs> about letting people down. I don't want to make anyone mad, but I have to do what's right for me. I feel you. We were just having that talk. Yeah. I completely understand. I think that there's also something to be said about creating the space for the future you that you want to build. Mm -hmm. Babe is a representation of a decade ago. And so we're ready to step into our highest. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Full disclosure, we just had to take a little break to clean up some pug poop. (laughs) Dog duty. Dog duty. But we're back. Babe. Babe. Um, So, yeah, I forgot actually where we left off. We're just, we're moving into a a personal graduation time. That's, I think, where we left off. Yeah. Graduation of self. It requires vigilance to stay present with ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is what is going on, I've noticed, when I teach these self-care classes. People are having the expectations on themselves that they had five, seven years ago of when I'm happy, this is what it looks like. Because my five or seven year ago person version of myself, that's what that person believes. Mm -hmm. But it constantly is changing. As we have digested so much content over the last five to seven years, so much emotional layers over the last five to seven years, what makes us happy now is not going to be what made us happy five to seven years ago. Yeah. So we have to literally kind of go into the psyche and remind or, or attune ourselves to our present self. What does this now self want? Yeah. This now self is ready to let it go. Yeah. This now self is ready to let it go. It's ready to just like move on, write a fucking book, which is going to take truly a lot it the takes grit a lot of grit a lot of emotional energy that i think gets often spent on this podcast because it's so personal i love that you're going to be harnessing your personal energy and focusing it into a memoir 
that I'll be a part of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rather large part of, I would say. <laughs> no, it's but- weird to think that like I will write about you and us and our relationship. <laughs> like I've already started working on a chapter about like the source uh workshop and i just like remember your vibe in that (laughs) workshop but it feels weird i mean obviously you'll get to read everything and like fact check and approve content about you you can even change your name if you feel like changing your name i just did change my name so (laughs) (laughs) we could do a name change on a name change um but yeah it's like I don't know. It's scary. It feels scary, but it's also like a good, it's a good leap of faith. It's a risk. It's a harnessing. It's a change. It's a shift. It's a, it's time for you to give yourself what you want, which is to write that book. Yeah. So any leak, no offense, babes, any leak in the way of you harnessing that energy must be plugged mm-hmm. in order to funnel all the energy straight to the pen tip or whatever fingertip yeah yes whatever i need to i need to see also if like i can do any sort of dictation because that's a road that i haven't gone down with trying to just do like a google dictation or dictating on my phone voxer um oh is that an app yeah you can do dictation app check it out voxer i want to check that out yeah because like I had this one author on a while back, Melissa Broder, and she's written two books and she writes primarily through just like dictating on her phone. Whatever you can do to get over any of the blocks that are like, you know, if you're sick of typing, if you're sick of looking at a screen, then those are blocks also. So then we have to look at how do we get the expression met in a new way. Mm -hmm. Efficacy. Yeah. And the only reason I really feel comfortable even talking about something that I haven't done that I'm in the process of doing is because I think that it will hold me accountable. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not, I refuse to like let this be a project that I just talk about and then don't follow through on. Oh no, you have to do it because if you don't, then I'm going to start writing a book on it. You'll be pissed off. Yeah, I'll be really pissed. (laughs) (laughs) That's the technique I'm going to use is competition to get you to do it. That's a good technique. You've ignited my oldest sibling Fire. fury. Yeah. Perfect. So we're going to get a book one way or another, folks. Yeah. Someone will be writing a book about therapeutic boarding school. Oh, yeah. And all that goes into it. And all of the recovery time it takes to be raised by strangers that don't know what they're doing that don't know what they're doing and don't know you and who you actually are at the end of the day yeah they're applying a formula to a group and all of us are so different some of them ended up killing themselves some of them ended up thriving some of them ended up thriving then killing themselves yeah so i mean what is it it's a real gamble (laughs) (laughs) it is and when we choose to um i think that the real discovery is just looking at me and you and how we decided to digest the experience and we have chosen to be empowered by it and allow allowed us to illuminate our experience of the human condition and have greater compassion for more people because we were around people and understanding all the different variations of suffering. I Mm -hmm. think that's like the road that you and I, that why we were able to stay connected is because it was something that was building our compassion strength and our compassion uh perspectives 
It definitely gave me a lot of perspective. I mean, I wouldn't have known anything about the levels of people who cut on themselves, people who have bulimia and eating disorders. I wouldn't understand nearly any to the degree that I do now if Mm -hmm. I wasn't involved in that. People with bipolar, people who are living on meds and and have shame around living on meds versus people who are taking meds and are totally cool with it because they're just happy to be happy. Yeah. And there's people that are on meds and they're doing it because they feel like they have to, not because they want to. And so like even just understanding med culture. Med culture was huge. I think that became very normalized to me at a young age, which is cool. And but also something that I didn't even take advantage of until I mean I did at that time briefly, but then really was like on a solo journey i was just bummed because i was trying to get on meds (laughs) i'll medicate myself (laughs) so that's where the energy is going and it's gonna be so awesome it's gonna be so awesome it's gonna be awesome beautiful well i'm definitely gonna be having laura join me on long beach public radio klbp um morning intentions show that we're doing down there so that we can still get your voice on the airwaves and share your truth without it having to be about your own personal life. Just talking about those morning intentions. That's what you're working on now. That is the radio show that I, that Long Beach has gifted us. Where is it? Is it just on radio or is there a website? It's 99.1 FM, but it's a low powered radio station. So corporate radio has bleeds into the 99.1. So the best way to listen to it is streaming from klbp.org. And it's on Tuesday and Thursday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. We have three different DJs. We have five different meditation instructors slash hosts that will be circulating. And we have our astrology expert that will be giving weekly astrology readings and... um, it's just kind of a little bit of a peekaboo into the Long Beach holistic culture. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot of local music and a lot of indie music. And uh, they've been fighting to open up this station for five years. And we just had the grand opening last night. Laura was kind enough to be the uh, I had a sleepover <laughs> and with, <laughs> with Jocelyn's daughter, Lola, and her pug, Chief. Who is Chief has actually slept over here quite a bit in the past. A couple years ago. A couple years ago, he spent some quality time with me and he was truly my, he was the pug that <laughs> changed, changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and made me decide that I wanted to get a pug, even though I loved pugs before, but he really pushed me over the edge. But today, he also pushed me over many other edges because Chief proved to be a bit of a tough a tough guy to have around. <laughs> Lots of bodily fluids leaving the body. Lots of pee journeys. Maybe a poop journey. I don't know who brewed in the bathtub upstairs, but someone did. I'm not going po- to point any fingers because I didn't see it. And there also is a chance that because Chief peed on something... Tony peed because Tony really takes like he lets other dogs lead him and I was asleep at one point when I saw one of them piss on the floor so I was like (laughs) I don't know who it was but Chief has peed in the house more than Tony has more in the past like 24 hours than Tony has in the past like four months so I blame Chief but who's to actually say (laughs) I would never watch anyone's dog for the record (laughs) 
I did want to go into this today that I have a real struggle with even having a dog. It's part of my personal journey of trying not to be those dog-hating people that you hear about that you're not supposed to date. And I think it's okay. I mean, I was I was in my mind the other day. I was like, why do people waste so much time loving their pets? They're just going to die. Pets are very temporary, and that's something I've been dealing with a lot. Uh-oh. Like mortality well, around the Tony? mortality around Tony and just like because I used to feel that way about dogs too where I was just like who likes these things they're gross like they require so much attention like blah 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 count me out and I was very like cat oriented then I had a really bad cat and oh then gosh. I became de-oriented <laughs> then I was just like floating free in the universe I stopped sleeping over at your house because your cat yeah I mean she sucked and then but then getting Tony, I was like, wait, I'm in love with this creature. Like, he completes me. Like, we are one. I don't have that experience. And having him from baby to now, like, I, I just am constantly wowed by the fact that I'm going to watch this creature's entire life, aside from just the two months in between when they were born and when I got him. But, like, I will know him for his whole life and see him do the whole life cycle and then someday he'll die and then i will just keep going which doesn't feel right unless and you then die together in a freak accident yeah unless we're holding hands Pause. <laughs> i decide like i've had enough of this world who's to say that kind of it's a no, nike <laughs> um, kool-aid action but it's just like it's a real trip and like mortality brings up a lot of questions about mortality and just like thinking about that and thinking about like why because i'm a real like when i get too deep into thinking about that kind of stuff then it's like why would any of us sign on to like love anyone else if it all is just going to end someday like what's the point i go really to like a what's the point place that's like where my depression takes me <laughs> and like where those questions take me if i don't like stay vigilant about keeping an eye like keeping them contained see my depression takes it to the next level of that there is no point and so i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want yeah that then does that get like self-destructive i feel pretty productive (laughs) i feel productive and liberated by this thinking it's really been my main go-to but yeah, it doesn't help me like the dogs. That's the only. That's what I'm getting at. Is that I still, <laughs> even though what's you're like the whatever point? the fuck I want is like getting rid of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like last year I tried to like dogs so much. Like I got, I I was like I'm gonna pet him more, and I'm just gonna be like I see like I teach this one class, and everyone was like I took my dog for a long walk, and they're all like feeling great because they had some walk with their dog. I hate walking my dog. I mean, he doesn't know how to walk, I guess. He's he's better as a walker with his new little vest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just, it's like, you're in a marriage with kids, so it's not necessarily just your dog. So thankfully, you have other people that can like deal with the dog, and it doesn't have to be your prime responsibility. So it's kind of fine to just like be ambivalent and or dislike the dog i think that the the truth of the situation is i think that opal is kind of becoming a dog hater based on copying me (laughs) she doesn't like the dog the youngest child the two-year-old going on three is a true lawler (laughs) she lolls she doesn't give up she lolls hard but she is not a fan of dogs tony off the couch chief yeah and tony i took tony over 
down to Long Beach last Sunday to have a whole play day with Chief and Opal. And Opal was like not having Tony. Anytime that he like jumped on her, she was like, no. She hit him at one point. (laughs) While she's protecting herself. I got that. I was like, you know what? I get it. You can't do that, but it's okay. But that's what I think triggered this realization is that I'm now spawning humans that also are dog, not necessarily dog celebrators. I mean, Lola, my older one, is a like dog communicator. She's obsessed with dogs. Yeah, she loves them. They love her. Now, yeah. So I have to really come up against myself here and say, what kind of person are you? And I'm in full acceptance that I'm not a dog person. That's fine. I'm not going to enjoy it. I love that people do enjoy it. I will watch you and never relate. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I think that part of me wants to be that and it's just not going to happen. And so I just want to say that just accepting who I am versus forcing some dog loving is just, I mean, it's liberating. So thank you for listening. Thank you. I'm kind of realizing that I may not be a kid person. (laughs) <laughs> me i already know that about myself <laughs> but i was like like i don't get me wrong like i love a sleepover moment and like doses of children i'm going to be like a godmother soon i'm really excited about that i love babies i like to look at them i like the little their squishy bodies and like their sounds i like seeing the world through their eyes ages three to 23 miss me yeah miss me with that i don't care i'm like oof. like get it together i'm like take care of yourself can you shower or something like i just it's a beer it's a real challenge i don't know if i'm really up for that make your own egg (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's good like obviously like i have time or whatever to like figure out my child journey which is something i've talked about on this podcast a lot but I am starting to really think that my child journey is just maybe a, having a pug and enjoying my beautiful friends, beautiful children. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about maybe becoming one of those moms that like goes to a uh, monastery for a couple months or years and then coming back and be like, you're raised. Huh? <laughs> I shaved my head. You're, I love that. <laughs> That Good seems job, like it would be highly problematic. <laughs> I feel like I would I would be less responsible for traumatizing them. Because otherwise they'll have to be around me losing my mind because they're kids. And I'll be like... Like what's better, you losing your mind or you just like abandoning for a couple years but then returning with like a new lease on life? With a new lease on life and maybe they've been traumatized by other people. Then I could be like the savior. <laughs> Yeah, this could work out for them. But I mean, like, isn't it kind of inevitable that you or someone else is going to traumatize your child? That's what I'm saying. That's why people stay is because they know that it's best for you to be the one. As the parent to be the one that is doing the traumatizing is important. Because then you can at least control the trauma to some extent. You're not just like opening them up to like. It's layered with unconditional love. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but it is late. I mean, you can't help it if you're going to like at some points in my day when I have a three-year-old or a two-year-old and an eight-year-old that are screaming and running and I will lose my mind, yeah. but then I will show them, re- I'll model recovery. That's what really the key is, is teaching them that we all lose our minds, but can we recover in a way that 
feels good to everybody instead of just recovering, you know, or not recovering or just glazing over. I usually lose my mind, lock myself in the room for a few minutes Mm -hmm. until I'm done having very violent thoughts. And then I (laughs) open the door when it's safe for everyone else. (laughs) And then I say, okay, I love you. But can you see how that's very frustrating? (laughs) And then kind of move towards uh, resolution. And so in parenting, it's all about, you know you're going to lose it. So how can you create a a really, really safe place to recover and grow? Yeah, and like a dialogue around it. I feel like I could do that from the monastery. I don't know. It's tough. I really like respect parents journeys because it's not easy i mean yes literally like babies are amazing and then beyond that it's pretty once walking starts happening and talking starts happening you're ruined yeah that's okay and i get now why people just keep having kids because they want babies around all the time yes (laughs) i was like it's about that time to have a little person around remember i know like i have that with tony uh, to an extent where i'm like oh i would love like another little like puppy i miss having a puppy i always am looking back at my story highlights of baby tony and just being like wow i didn't enjoy this enough and like didn't take enough pictures and didn't really relish having a little puppy around even though it's like how did I, I did relish all of that. I mean, it was with him like 24 hours a day because I work from home, but like (laughs) (laughs) obsessed, but it's hard. But now chief has really taught me that I don't want two dogs Ah, in this apartment. What a gift. Yeah. So it was a real (laughs) gift. It was a blessing in disguise, a blessing disguised with lots of urine, of urine, some poop, urine paw prints. It's a journey. We're learning a lot today. We are learning a lot today. Sunday. It's a perfect day to end. You're essentially firing yourself. I'm fire. I'm letting myself go. I'm releasing myself from the expectation of this podcast in order to focus on other things. So funny. Last night at the radio station grand opening, I was like, Jason, I'm basically giving myself a raise since I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm choosing to broadcast my energy in a new way and it's we can always be that person for ourselves to let ourselves go and to give ourselves a raise it sounds like you're giving yourself a raise yeah it's scary though i mean i have a lot of like fear around it but it's something that has to be done yeah and it allows for other doors to open new doors that have different names yeah you know, I think that's really the babe healing moment is like choosing that. What if it's, you know, lady? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> lady? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Hey, lady. Yeah. I mean, Grandmeister. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about something, though? Yeah, let's what, talk about something. What? What does it? What's another word for a dean? Like the dean of students? Yeah. Or like, you know, someone who runs a college. What's another name for that? Not like a dame. Is that... Is that a thing? I don't know. A dame is a thing. Like Dame Judy Dench. Dame? But like the dean of admissions or the dean of a school is, I think, just a dean. Like there's no feminine counterpart. 
right? Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Why do you ask? Are you trying to come up with a name for yourself? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> with my role as the school director. I'm like, okay, school director. I like founder. Okay. But that doesn't signify that it's for a school. That You know what I mean? Oh. Like when you're running a school, like this whole thing. Yeah. The minutia of academia and approval is, and I don't know if any of your readers have any input on this. I dropped out of high school <laughs> and college. You didn't drop out of high school. You graduated high school. Well, yeah, I dropped out. That's how I got to boarding school. Oh, yeah. But you graduated <laughs> high school. I totally graduated I graduated and then I went to a couple different community colleges just to also move into trade schools. Was that your senior year of high school? Was this was final cascade? Did you accelerate your education there? I graduated six months early. Damn. I was I came the middle of my sophomore year. Oh, okay. Wow, you really got a good thing going because I graduated six months late. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was 19 and a half when I graduated from high school. I was 17. And then I had to come home and take one math class in order for my official graduation paperwork to go through. But mm-hmm. um, all of my friends that like I grew up with from kindergarten to senior year or until sophomore year, they were all still in their senior year of high school. And so I like went to the winter formal or something, but I was already graduated and it was just really weird after missing two years of everyone had been bonding. I'm pretty sure everyone had already had sex all together with each other in different ways. Yeah, for sure. And I was just like, whoa, you guys are like a whole different entity now. And here I am, graduated, healthy and clean, two years of detox, you know? Welcome back. I mean, we did we did successfully sneak in weed and some tequila. So. Yeah, but that was like what? That's like typical teenage yeah. shit. Like for one night, we got drunk. Big whoop. Well, we, told we, snort, you, we did you. snort some meds, but none of them were that fun. <laughs> we kind of did every one that we could successfully find, find and snort. And, bo- and I think we all came away from it being like, that was not worth it. Just tastes gross. Yeah, didn't even do anything that so that i think was like true just like teenage experimentation totally it was a good phase i love that phase i was gonna tell you a couple weeks ago was my move-in date did i text you what was your move-in february 11th damn i was like i think i sent you a vocal i sent you like a voice did you send me a voice memo i don't think i listened to a voice memo and it said this day solidified hildo as my move-in sister could you both moved in on the same day or she moved in the day before me so she was like one step ahead oh my god i I remember that yeah there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com weightloss weight loss that's plushcare.com weightloss weight loss 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. My moving date was November 5th. I wonder where I was. It sounds like a good date to release a book. I might have been up like around Cascade area when that happened. That was like around or... No, it was a couple weeks later. Yeah. It was so weird to be back up there. The drive was so beautiful, like from Reading, which is not beautiful, to... Into Whitmore. Into Whitmore is like actually stunning. And did you already tell everybody about what happened when you got there? I don't know if I did or not. I Well, okay. So there's this... So Cascade, for some history, Cascade closed forever in weeks after yeah like less than a month after we graduated so we graduated in december of 2003 by january mid-january 2004 cascade had shuttered its doors my like little sister at the school called me randomly one afternoon and we were chatting and i was like how are you calling me right now like are you like what's going on where are you and she was like oh the school completely shut down They called us into the house on Monday morning and said, like, we've sold the school. Sorry. Like, you need to talk to your parents. You have until Friday to figure it out. But you have to, like, get out of here by Friday. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that insane? So all these kids started calling their parents. Then all these kids also just started doing whatever the fuck they wanted and completely revolted because none of the staff could physically restrain them or do anything because it wasn't that kind of school so all the girls were like sleeping in the boys dorms like openly fucking their boyfriends smoking cigs like smoking weed like it was bedlam which sounds kind of fun yeah it sounds great then a lot of counselors i think were like um became in charge of taking certain kids home like parents were just like i'll pay you like five hundred dollars to like just drive my kid back to Seattle or wherever the fuck. So I think like even Kim Schneider, that one counselor took a lot of girls out of the school. Um, But so Cascade shut down. Then they, the campus was up for sale. Then a Christian group bought it and it became Julian youth Academy And it operated as Julian Youth Academy, I think up until, I want to say 2011, when one of the staff there that was working there was pregnant and and had her baby in secret and then stuffed it in a laundry bin in the school until it died. In a dorm room. In a school dorm room until it died. And then she buried it under the like under the deck yeah lisa frank wait what was the name of that the three dorms were (laughs) the lodge annie Annie sullivan gladriel and avalon Uh uh-huh i never lived in avalon i which made me sad because that was where all like hot the hot girls lived (laughs) and i was like you're saying i'm not hot you were the hot girl (sighs) didn't feel it i'm still having that issue body dysmorphia (laughs) google it (laughs) um so this one counselor had a horrific crime. <laughs> I didn't feel it. So was it real? Yeah. And so she murdered her baby. Then it was in the Daily Mail. Then I read it when I was on a trip to Paris celebrating having written my first book, White Girl Problems. And then I was reading the Daily Mail on my iPad and I was like, this is horrific. Like, oh, my God. And I looked and there was a picture of the Cascade Dining Hall. And I was like, that's the school I went to. 
Whoa. It was riddled. So then Julian Youth Academy, I think, just needed like a rebrand and a refresh because it's hard to get over like baby murder on your campus and like continue to make money. So it became the school it is now, which is what is the name of it, actually? Let's Google it. It's. How do I not know this? You were just in contact. Basically, we've called them multiple times so trying. I read my email that I sent because it's actually. We came up with a couple different plots. Like we could say that we're mothers, we're lesbian mothers with children that need to go to the okay. school. So now it's called Riverview Christian Academy. Mm-hmm. So when you guys, the real heads, will remember when Jocelyn was first on this podcast, you. And I were like, we got to go up there. Like, we got to see what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So we came up with a um, plan that we were going to, like, email them. And you emailed them or spoke with someone on the phone. I talked to them on the phone. I emailed with them. I was just trying to get a green light to get up there. And they just never. They shut it down. Just didn't care. Yeah. So then if you Google Riverview Christian Academy, BuzzFeed News published, like, this tell-all or an expose where they interviewed two female students that had gone there. And basically those women said like, they're really anti gay. Like they punish kids for being gay there. They are basically doing like conversion therapy. Maybe that's why they didn't want to talk to us. Cause Maybe because they knew it was we were- two bisexual butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they got like outed by Buzzfeed news and then not only that, they got raided by the FBI later that I think later that year in January of 2019, because they were suspected of hoarding firearms. And they were also suspected of doing conversion therapy, which is illegal in the state of California. Wait, so that all happened in the last year. Yeah. So the FBI came to the campus, raided it. And then they went into like total lockdown mode. So the school still exists. There are still students there. I didn't see any when I was up the campus. But so we had reached out. They never, that never went anywhere. And then I just decided, I was like, guess like I need, like I was just like, I have to like go drive up there. Like I don't have a choice. I have to just like pack Tony in the car, take a road trip. I need to like have a little travel, like freedom moment and like I'm going to go and see what happens and like I'm going to email them and try and reach out and see if I can get on campus but if they don't say that I can I'm just going to go up there anyways like I don't give a fuck so renegade I went full renegade mad max style okay so I'm going to find the email that I sent so I called first and asked to just speak to the owner of the school and they wouldn't let me speak to them but they were like we'll write you um and like we'll get in touch so the owner of the school is jacob ludwig a psychotic name if you ask me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so the company that owns this whole school now is not affiliated with cascade in any way it's called teen rescue inc slash riverview christian academy so teen rescue inc owns riverview christian academy i don't know if they own other schools under that was were corporation there confi- were there confirmed firearms on the campus i don't think so but now they cal the state of california is trying to shut that school down because they are doing something illegal which is conversion therapy and then riverview christian academy clapped back and they were like oh actually like 
that's not true. We don't do any conversion therapy because we don't allow gay kids to come here. Anyone with a history of any sort of gay activity in their past, we don't allow them to come to school. So I love, I, which I love that response of being like, <laughs> we actually don't do that. We're actually just completely bigoted. So the, no gays would ever be we, in the We don't place. let gays in. Yeah, we don't let gays in. Isn't so. that called segregation? <laughs> that's called just like prejudice. Prejudice? Isn't that also illegal? Homophobia. That's illegal, right? I don't think the i don't think with a private, a private organization school. so now this legal firm in california is representing that riverview christian academy teen rescue inc pro bono saying that they are within their religious rights to operate this school however they see fit because they're a private organization and this is a matter of like freedom of religion and freedom of speech so they're now fighting, I think, the state of California to keep the school open. So I knew all of this was going on, but I was like, I don't care about this. Like, I care about me and my past and my journey. Trying and my to get future. onto campus. And I want to get onto campus. I want to like <laughs> see my old dorm. So I, so Jacob wrote me back and he wrote, Hi, Lara. This was in November 6th. So this is the oh. day I called them on my move in date, November 5th. So November 6th, Jacob writes, Hi, Lara. Thank you for contacting us to inquire about spending the day at RVCA. Unfortunately, since our school is in session with students at our campus, we cannot grant your request as we typically do not allow visitors who are not directly affiliated with our staff or students. Sincerely, Jacob Ludwig, Chief Operating Officer. I said, now I wrote, this is where I pulled out all my Uh guns. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Hi, Jacob. Thanks for getting back to me so quickly. I understand where you're coming from, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to reconsider your position and allow me to plead my case. I spent my junior and senior year of high school on the RVCA campus when it was known as the Cascade School. I was a student at Cascade from November 2001 to December 2003 when I graduated from the program. You may not know this, but Cascade closed in 2004, a month after I graduated. Thus, I've never been able to visit the campus where I spent two of the most formative years of my life. Also, that's kind of a lie because we went back. We did go back to <laughs> campus one day and we like walked around. You were there, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, we went together? We went and climbed the giving tree with Emily. Were you there that day? Or did we go no, separately? No, we went separately. Because I was like, I, I went definitely with went with my friend. Brandon and Alex and Audrey. <laughs> and it was a really rainy, shitty day. And we just like walked around and we were all just like weirded out. It was still, the school had not actually turned into a new school. So it was just a ghost. It was fully like a ghost town that still had like students art on the walls and stuff like that. And the same couch cushions. The same couch cushions. Like everything was the same, but it was like a year later. But I didn't want to tell Jacob that because I was really trying to play the pity card. He obviously doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't care. Cascade was such a meaningful experience for me. Prior to going there, I'd nearly burned my life to the ground with drugs and alcohol. (laughs) My time at Cascade allowed me the space I needed to sober up, strengthen my relationship to my parents, and learn so much about myself. I was also lucky enough to make lifelong friends along the way. I wouldn't be who I am today had I not gone to Cascade, and even though it's long gone, it would mean a lot to me to revisit the location of a place that truly saved my life. I That's not a lie. I think it definitely did but for other reasons, not just like going there. I understand why I just need to clarify. Also, if Jacob is listening to this, fuck you. But also (laughs) we're sneaking on buddy. I'm now uh, basically outed myself kind of as a liar in this email, but it's not lies. Really? 
I understand why it's in RVCA's best interest to be selective about visitors, but I assure you I have no ill intentions or ulterior motives. The purpose of my visit is unrelated to your program. I'd be coming to Riverview Christian Academy purely because the grounds themselves hold so much meaning for me. That being said, if you allowed me to visit your campus, I'd happily agree to any rules or boundaries you need to implement to make sure I'm respecting the school's and the student's privacy. I'm also happy to settle on a specific time frame to be at RVCA. I don't need to be there for a whole day if that's an issue. A few hours would suffice. I prefer to be in and out before sundown anyways, as the <laughs> drive back to Reading is not the easiest to make in the dark. I'd accept being accompanied by a counselor or staff member while I'm on campus if that would make the situation more agreeable. And I'm also willing to sign an NDA stating that I will not talk or write about anything I experienced during my time on the RVCA campus. Basically, I just want to demonstrate to you that I'm sensitive to any worries you might have about my presence at your school, and I'm open to doing whatever it takes to make sure everyone involved with the decision to let me visit the school feels comfortable. Wow. Look at me going out of my fucking way to Damn. make some homophobic piece of shit feel comfortable. Then I said, having exposed my intentions, this is where I really thought I was like driving at home and where I was going to get a true yes back. Having exposed my intentions for visiting RVCA as being purely selfish, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to use me as a resource. As a former student of a therapeutic boarding school who graduated and went on to have a very fulfilling life and career, I'd be honored to share my experience with your students if that's something you'd be interested in. I say this because I know how much it's helped me to hear people's stories about overcoming their struggles, and I'd like the chance to make that sort of positive impact on others. If you allowed me to visit... This could be my way of giving back to your community. I thought like as a Christian, that would appeal to his like Christian sensibilities. Please make an exception for me, Jacob, and allow me the privilege of visiting a place that changed my life for the better. I promise you won't regret it. Then I signed off. Thanks for your time and God bless. Lara. (laughs) (laughs) True babe hours. I literally was like, I will let you abuse children and sign an NDA stating that I will never speak of the horrific abuses and human rights violations you're committing against underage minors on a day-to-day basis if you just let me like walk around and look at my old bunk bed. (laughs) I just wanted to go see this. There's a specific stump that's down by the mill house oh my god i want to see that too that's what i want to see well i did drive around that stump i think also i wanted to go to this little river down by the mill house that's where i got fingered river. yeah <laughs> i never got i saw two boys kiss though oh. who kissed <laughs> tyler gouge and, and jesse okay they were in love my, hey guess who kissed my bisexual boyfriend from boarding school <laughs> yeah i remember they were just like i've like i've never seen boys that's hot rolling to around together like this i think that they wanted me to be their like masculine female voyeur they definitely were getting off to you watching yeah which i love how they know me they knew me better than me so i was ahead of my own time (laughs) by dating tyler no you just stole my obsession Women don't steal anyone. I was happy to share. I was happy to watch. It was better than me. No, nobody having him. Mm-hmm. That's all I thought. So now no one does have him. 
Rest in power. Yeah. So Jacob wrote back, hi, Lara, I can definitely appreciate where you're coming from. And this is not a decision made because we don't trust you specifically, but it's just a policy that we have as a closed campus school. This policy was made for safety and liability reasons. And I'm very sorry, but unfortunately we won't be able to accommodate your request. Sincerely, Jacob. So literally like a fuck you back to me. But only if you're a female and he's a male. Because if you were a male, he wouldn't say fuck you because that would be gay. (laughs) But then also some random chick wrote me from there named Jill, which I don't trust a Jill. She said, hi, Lara. We received your message. However, we are not affiliated with Cascade in any way. We merely moved our school, Riverview Christian Academy, on the same property after they vacated. Have a good week. As if I don't know that. As if I'm some idiot. So then I wrote Jill. Jill. So then I wrote Jill. And then I basically copy and pasted the same email I wrote to Jacob. But then I I tweaked a little bit of it. I said, hi, Jill. I think there was a misunderstanding regarding my inquiry. So I'd love to take a chance to clear up any confusion. I realize that RVC has no connection to Cascade other than the fact that your school is located on the same campus. I wrote to Jacob Ludwig yesterday and explained that the purpose of my visit is unrelated to your program. I just want to visit purely because the grounds themselves hold so much meaning for me. Then blah, blah, blah. I said it would mean a lot to me to revisit the location of a place that truly saved me from a path of utter self-destruction. I was trying to lay on the drama. I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then I said I, the NDA thing. I said I would talk to the kids. I said my past is not your problem, but I come to you seeking grace. I'm hopeful that you will find it in your hearts to grant me the experience of revisiting a location that I consider to be sacred in my life's journey. If you would like to chat further of any questions, I'm happy to hop on the phone at any time. Thanks. So I was like using all the Christian buzzwords, really trying to get my point across, ignite I, I was trying to like really posit like a what would Jesus do situation, which I truly believe Jesus would let me on the campus and make me sign an NDA or something. I don't even actually, what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't even have this school because Jesus loves everyone, but that's besides the point. So I really tried. They were in a state of Nunca with me. So then I decided I'm just going to go up there and I'm going to see it for myself. And actually no one can stop me. And I drove up. I How long was the drive? The drive from, well, once I got to Reading, I stayed in this like little, I ended up staying outside of Reading in like one of those weird kind of towns that's like nearby, which when I first got there, I was like, this was a huge mistake because it kind of just all freaked me out. It's very like, it's really Christian like it's, conser- it's really conservative Christian once you get to like a certain place like up in Northern California. I would say like if you go inland anywhere in California more than two hours, three hours, you're in God's country. It was freaky. And then I stayed in like a very Christian Airbnb, but it was like the lady was super nice. It was on another. I think she had a farm. She had a cow. She prayed for you. Tony was there. He got along with her dogs and she had like tv with hulu i mean this school wouldn't even probably let chief on because chief prefers men oh yeah chief's gay so i drove up it took about 40 45 minutes um the school's 10 hours north from la oh yeah so i i mean i i did the trip in segments i stayed in lompoc at this like random little 
airstream trailer on a farm on like a fully operational farm for three days that had no cell phone reception no wi-fi nothing and i actually got a ton of writing done there then i would need to go back there and just like siphon off that was my sweet spot is like a true no communication like with me in order to like write it's like just can be me and tony and like some chickens goats cows yeah stayed there for a couple days then i went up to santa cruz and stayed with my sister for a couple days then i drove up to redding which was like five hours from santa cruz then the drive from redding to cascade was about an hour so i set out at like 3 p.m one day i was just like hungry but i was also just like i gotta go like i gotta just do it now like we'll see what happens and the drive was stunning but when I got to like the last two miles, like you, you drive out of Reading, then you're in the country. Then you're kind of going through like rolling hills. There's like a red little farmhouse that's like signifies a major turn that was still there. Like all the m- landmarkers were still there. Then you go up into the gets more woodsy. Then you're just like on a wooded mountain road. You past a little town called Whitmore which is like a population 3000 it has like a tiny post office and a general store and that's it then and a bunch of churches actually there's now like a bunch of churches on the side of the road like little like log cabin type of churches then about two miles before I got to the school some lady turned and began following me who I am assume might have been Jill or someone. Totally Jill. It was a, she had a real Jill vibe to her. And she was in like a white SUV and she followed me all the way from that like two mile marker up. And then the campus, it was like closed campus ahead. Like do not enter like all this stuff. But I was just like, whatever I'm blazing. Tony was in the car with me. So I felt like really (laughs) empowered, but I also felt like, how are you going to be like, anti to someone with like a little pug pup in the car like obviously that person comes in peace anyway i (laughs) drove onto the campus they have a huge cross right when you cross the cattle guard Mm. no like in the middle of the parking lot and i think they moved the girls or the boys dorms some dorms moved to down by the mill house like there i think the girls dorms are still where the girls dorms were but then the boys arm. So anyways, I like drive onto the parking lot and I notice this woman still following me and I thought I would park and like get out and walk. But then I, a voice in the back of my head was like, you will not be able to see anything if you walk. So I took your advice and just drove down all the way down, all the way down to the mill house and Jill in the white SUV followed me the whole way. I like looped around, kind of slowed down to see what she would do. And she was like scowling at me. And then I just like drove back up into the parking lot. Which now, in retrospect, I should have parked down by the mill house and walked around because at least then I would have been on the campus already. Totally. But I was scared, too, because I was just like... You don't want to hurt Tony. No, I don't want to hurt Tony. I don't want to put myself in danger. I'm literally, like, in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone service up there. Like, these people could, like, abduct me. Like, they've gotten raided by the FBI for, like, Babies have already been killed up there. Yeah, like, it is, like, (laughs) not a safe space. So, and on my way driving to the mill house, I noticed that there's a bunch of goats on the campus. And they were standing in a circle around a huge pig. Which I felt to me incredibly satanic. That you the, know what I mean? Like, like a one goats. hog, like goats and a hog, just like 
standing there. Right now, I'm having a vision of the front of the cover of the book. Is it just goats, goats and a hog? Goats no. in a circle around the hog. It was a real goat and a hog moment that I was like, I shuddered. I did not see a single soul on campus. I Other than this, there was this guy who was fixing a van at the front of it. Was he hot? He was hot. And he had like a German shepherd with him, but I just had to blaze. I couldn't give him any time. I had to keep going. So then I circle back. I drive back to the parking lot and I park. And then Jill parks at the other end of the parking lot and is still staring at me. And there was a young girl in the car with her. So then this guy that was fixing the van walks over to me and he has tattoos up and down his arms. He's wearing like a white shirt, like Dickies and like a little beanie. He looked like a hipster, like hot Silver Lake dude. And (laughs) I was like confused. I was like, what? And he was like, cool Christian guy. You know what I mean? Because I don't know his religion. They weren't Christian tattoos? I don't know. I didn't really get a good look at them. I was truly like sweating. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I don't like to break the rules. It takes a lot. <laughs> took a lot to get this girl to break the rules. Yeah. At this boarding school. <laughs> so then he's like, hey, what's up? He was really friendly. And I was like, hi. What up, boo? I'm, my name's Lara. Like I used, and I should have used a fake name, but I was just too scared in the moment. So I was like, hi, I'm Lara. Like I used to actually, like I used to go here back in the day. I graduated from the school when it was in 2003, when it was called Cascade School. And like I was in the area and wanted to just like come out and check it out and like see what was up. And um, sorry to like crash, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do you think like it would be okay if I like got out and walked around for a little bit? And he was like, no, like I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Like we have a closed campus, like for the security and like, privacy of the students like we can't have anyone basically just said the same thing that jacob had said to me and jill and so so then i was kind of like okay then i guess i'll go and so i just left so it's kind of anticlimactic but also at least i got to like see i just saw everything that weird sod house that everyone built the green club or whatever what was it called the green it was a greenhouse that we built out of compost yeah <laughs> or no it was what a- was the club called though the environmental club it was called oh it was the green i don't know we made a greenhouse you made out a greenhouse of, out of of cob yeah and so it was like sand hay and water and you mix it all you tamp it all together and we made like a cob greenhouse yeah that was still standing fuck yeah green businesses you know you were a green new deal before the green new deal before the green new deal people this is og cob house and there was some bottles i am so excited it was bottles yeah it was so pretty the garden was not there anymore i mean the garden area was there but it was not like a garden which was sad because we i think experienced like the the glory days of the garden the The arc arc was there um the mill house was still there the blackberry bushes were there i mean it just looked the pond was still there. Looked very much the same. Swan. Geese still there. Geese still there. Soccer field. Swan. I don't know if I saw a swan. Cow. I had to drive pretty fast because of Jill's tailing me. I mean, not like not super fast, but also I was just trying to take it all in. I was really just thrown by that hog, though. And like, yeah, it was real. It was really surreal. Then I left and drove back, and I was like, feeling like amazed at how beautiful the drive was and how we don't i never felt that way ever once when we lived there 
Like it was always just a troll. It was the longest drive ever. To me, it was very ugly and boring. And it was like, I hate this. I loved it. And then driving there, I was like, wow, we really lived in like paradise for two years. Like it truly is like beautiful up there. Gorgeous. But it's hard to see that when you're like feel trapped somewhere. That's why I think I liked it because I've because you were like willing. I think I made a voice note. I'll play it if it's embarrassing. I'm cutting it out though. I made this in the car. It was my real journalism moment. Oh yeah. Okay. So I went up there on November 18th. Let's see. As I was driving up the road, another car came behind me. It was like a Honda type of SUV and followed me all the way to the school. And I drove onto the campus and then I thought, I thought maybe I would park because I could get out and reason with someone. But then I kind of got the sense that I would just be shut down no matter what I did. So I decided to drive my car all the way down to the mill house about a half mile or so down the road. <laughs> I can hear shaking. The car that had followed me up here followed me all the way down to the mill house. I there was like a turnaround area down there, so I just turned around <laughs> and came back towards the parking lot and the car kept following me at the turnaround. And I saw that it was a woman with kind of longish blonde hair and maybe her daughter or a student that was also going to the school. And she looked very stern. And I waved at her and smiled (laughs) because I want to make a good impression. And then (laughs) I went to park and I saw that she had driven her car up to this maintenance man type of guy that was at the entrance with his dog and talked to him for a little bit and then he came over to me and I he asked me who I was I said my name is Lara which I should have lied because I don't know I just should have lied but I didn't and his name is Aldrin he's covered in tattoos kind of hot actually with a Aldrin what up boo he had a good vibe which I don't know if that's like a totally fake out like lie but I was confused because he was definitely like very attractive <laughs> that would throw me off yeah, that would throw me off this looks almost exactly the same there are goats now and a pig on there and um, there were no students in sight. So I wonder if they were in school or if they're in some sort of group therapy type of thing that we used to do on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. But I don't think there's any students up there. There was no sign of life, like no one walking Sham. around, no one doing anything except for Aldrin, the maintenance guy, and then fucking speak to the manager, Karen, who was following me around in her car. It was very eerie, but also it's just such exactly the same type of place. I think you can hear Tony like breathing, like quietly snoring in the background. So, yeah, basically, I'm like, is this podcast now just like an investigation and a shutdown of Riverview Christian Academy? Time will tell. We will see. 
so that's like a little glimpse into what where we're going where where i'm going with my life and what i'm dealing with but yeah don't think of this as an ending because it's not an ending babe might be back or it might show up in a different way in a different podcast but i just need some time to like shift focus and figure out what the next steps are and i appreciate you guys coming with me on this journey and i hope that you'll stay with me on this journey because I'm excited to like where th- see where things are going to go from here. I'm a lifer. I'm not going anywhere, Laura. <laughs> and I want to thank you for extending your babe community to my life because it's been a great enhancement having people come to visit us down at Sacred Roots and just people, even that one time when we got a free croissant or something because someone recognized our voices. That was an exciting day for me. Oh my God, fun. You got a free croissant? Me and you when we went to go have lunch with Amber someone was like i know your voice oh my god yeah we went to uh kismet shout out to the babe that works at kismet who hooked us up with like a free pastry she was a babe head it was a total glory moment for me i love the community that i've built from this podcast and the people that i've gotten to know and i things are just gonna shift and it's gonna grow in a different way and and if anybody needs to reach out for support, the self-love line is still happening. So yeah. feel free to send in inquiries to the self-love line. Or Joss has a pod of her own. Yeah. Laura was my big sister in podcasthood. You can still write me emails. Babe at babe podcast. Babe at babe podcast at gmail.com. I'm flustered. I'm scared. Um, and you can listen to Sex Unique podcast. That will always be there for you. That's not going anywhere. Just because the podcast isn't going to be around doesn't mean that you have to have kids. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's, nothing is set in stone. Who knows? I might have a kid. You never know. You never know. I might get another dog. You just don't know. But you'll be able to keep up with a lot of the day-to-days of my life on Sex Unique pod. And then... I don't know. We'll see where I think a lot of ground has been laid for other spinoff podcast opportunities. I'll see you at the Roxy on March 11th. You'll see me at the Roxy on March 11th. Also, who knows? This podcast could come back when I have a book. Uh, Hello. Once the book's done, it could be revived and we could get Jacob on the line. Let's get that little bitch on the line. I want Aldrin. I do too. (laughs) I'd have a threesome with you and Aldrin. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Married woman alert. Um, Aldi. Yeah. So for all you you patrons out there, I know you're probably being like, well, what the fuck does that mean for Patreon? I don't actually know at this point. But I do know that if you want to leave the Patreon, you're more than welcome to do that. No hard feelings. If you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to do that. If you have any questions, feel free to just DM me directly through Patreon and I can handle any questions. I might restructure it to be more book oriented. I don't I don't know. So yeah, why don't we just shift it into a like, you know, shifting energy towards the book, getting people to put their Patreon towards the book creation? Yeah, that's a possibility. I just have to I have to figure that out. This is all kind of happening in real time. So I appreciate you guys having patience with me about that. And um, what else was I going to say? I feel like there was like another thing that was important. 
I don't know, but I think that my time is coming to a close, too. I know. The light's getting darker, and the room is... The room is shifting. (laughs) Well, Babe. babe, I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me on your final. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um and thank you guys. I love you all. And I'll see you soon. Love and light. Babe. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.